What's up, guys? This is Audio Thoughts episode 13. Let's see. I know it's, I feel like it's been a while. We're in a new month, October 2018. It's October 2nd. Tomorrow's October 3rd, which means it's Mean Girls Day. Gonna wear a pink shirt. <laughs> but uh, let's see. I went to the Big E the week before. Um, the week that it was over, so the 22nd, got to see um, Ice-T and Grandmaster Flash perform. Let's see. Apparently it was, the day I went, it was the, well, they set a record for like the most people, I don't know if it was in like however long it was, but when I saw, I saw it on their Facebook, I was like, oh, thanks for all who attended today, the 22nd of September, obviously. And then I forgot what the number was. I think I don't even want to guess cuz I might be I know I know I'm going to be wrong, but it was a lot. And then I was like, "Oh, well, it must have been set some record because driving there I had like a little bit of stuff to do before, so I didn't leave like too early in the morning. So I left at 11. Got there at like I want to say 3:30, maybe a little bit before, but Definitely after three, because we were basically sitting in traffic the whole. Got to Spring, well, yeah, got to Springfield without a problem, or got to Massachusetts without a problem. It was driving through Springfield that we hit the traffic, little by moving like inch by inch, and then when I left to go on the way there, had a half tank of gas. I was like, let me just fill up the tank, even though it's I don't like to fill it up when it's half, but then it's like, well, I'm going to another state, so. Let me be prepared. I don't know if gas is... In my mind, I thought gas would be higher in another state. So I was like, let me, even though we're half, let me just get gas. If I have to get it on the way back, whatever. But I don't want to have to stop on the way there. So got the gas in Wethersfield. Drove without a problem mm-hmm. to Massachusetts. Then getting into Springfield. Traffic central. Everywhere. There are like cones set up everywhere. There are little signs being like, oh, go into the Big E, take this lane. Like every couple miles, it was a, like you had to look for it. Some of them were really low to the ground. It was like, oh, wait, am I still on the right track to go to the Big E? I had the GPS, but still. The signs were helpful. So on the way there, then we're like, we were still on the highway, but obviously, but like the closest part to where we were before we were, had to just like, find parking there were there was a big gigantic big e sign in the middle like in a grassy patch where like dividing two lanes or two exits i mean and people were getting out of their cars taking pictures at because we had i mean we had a long wait so people were getting out of their cars taking pictures in front of the sign like one boy did it he was a passenger in the car got out took a picture then a girl came then the driver, who was um, the first guy was with, he got out. I guess he was like, oh, wait, we have time. Obviously, I'm sure I put the car in park. He got out and took a picture. So people, it was just, I never seen anything like that. It was as if we were at like a tailgate on the highway. And then once we passed that sign where people were taking their pictures, kept going, kept driving, got a little closer and it was like we were driving like 
two, like, two seconds at a time, basically. Like, it was like, drive a little bit, then stop. Move up, then stop. Move up, then stop. So people, I know I saw some guy, he got out, smoked a cigarette. As we were driving and stopping and driving and stopping, he's just walking, smoking a cigarette, keeping up with the car. Luckily, by the time we really got going, he was back in his car. <laughs> but it was just funny to see. It was a, it was him and I think maybe some other people. But I definitely he was like closer to my car. He was one car behind me. You just see him walking, trying to keep pace with the car as he's smoking a cigarette. I thought that was funny. And I brought snacks just in case, because I knew, well, because I didn't eat breakfast, but I'm like, thank God I brought snacks, because I was not expecting to be in traffic for hours. I've never been in traffic for hours. That was something. I was just happy I had a full tank of gas. If I didn't, then I would have been annoyed and paranoid and all that, mm -hmm. panicked. But, I mean, I would have gotten gas, obviously, I would. but then I would have had to get out of that long traffic line and go back to the end, that would have been very bad. Would have gotten there a lot later than I did, but we got there in the daylight at least. Stayed till maybe, I think the concert started at like seven, I feel like. I know we, well, I got home at like 10, 9.30 or 10, but so like, and there was still like stuff to do. It wasn't like, oh, it's too packed for this, too packed for that. Like we still got to see everything. I finally got to see that butter sculpture. I don't know. It was like in a hidden place, an area I definitely had never been before. And I've been to the Biggie maybe two or three times before. But so that was fun. I thought it was bigger and it was small and it was like in a, it was in a big case. But I thought it was maybe they changed the sculpture each year because I've seen like in pictures, it was like gigantic. And the one we saw went with my mom, met up with friends from Southern. But the one we saw, it was like, um, what was it? It was like small, but there were like a bunch of carved horses and like people, buildings. But it was like, it was small. It was, I was expecting something like gigantic. But it was fun to see. We saw some horses, camels, uh, cows even. Some like group was dancing. Didn't stay long for that though. I'm trying to think. I didn't have any crazy foods like last year I had the crazy burger where there was two glazed donuts as the buns regular I think it had cheese on it I think I don't even remember but hamburger patty and bacon so and that was smaller than I thought it would be but it was good I wanted to try like you know the exotic crazy stuff they have like that's to me the whole point of the biggie is to try the food I've never been on the rides at the biggie which I hate that it's a separate ticket for that it should just be all one just raise the price then. But, um, so yeah, that was fun. Got my kettle corn. I make sure to get that every year. And, but what did I have regularly to eat? I just had a cheeseburger. Yeah. Didn't do anything crazy. Then I, for the first time, had, um, fried Reese's. I had the fried Oreos before at, in college. Like, they bring food trucks for all types of events, and they, that was my first time having fried Oreos in college, so I was like, I don't need to try that again. I want to try something new. So I was like, oh, fried Reese's. And those are really good. Too much peanut butter, but really good. And I was happy to see, like I said, I saw um, Ice-T and Grandmaster Flash, because that's why I really wanted to go on the 22nd, was to see him. And took some pictures, some video. 
so that was fun. And then last week, the thing that's good about September is TV shows come back on the air. So I was watching my Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Grey's Anatomy, Law & Order SVU, although this year now they've put Grey's Anatomy and Law and & Order on the same day, same time. So that's a problem. But if I had to pick one, I'm watching Grey's and then I can catch Law & Order another time. But I love my shows. They added um, the guy who played Luke, I think, yeah, that was his name, on the OC. So now he's a doctor on Grey's Anatomy. So it was weird to see that. And then, what else? Whoops. I'm in my living room with the window open, so whatever happens outside, if it's loud enough, you'll hear it on here. But, um, so Maroon 5, apparently, is going to be performing at the Super Bowl, which is in Atlanta. And people are upset because you think Atlanta, you got Atlanta artists, why not pick them to perform? Like, T.I., Ludacris, although... I want to, well, and then I know, was it Hot 93.7, they were talking about having Migos do it. And I was going to say, I know Maroon 5 is like their one song they have with Cardi B, uh, Girls Like You, is like really doing really well in the charts. So I'm guessing because they're relevant right now. That's why they may have picked them. Then again, Cardi B's relevant. She could perform her own set. But I don't know. I don't know what the thought process was, but they're performing. And then there was talks that maybe they would perform with um, Cardi B and Travis Scott. But then I was listening to Hot 937. They said Cardi B wants to have her own set, not be a guest on somebody else's. So who knows what'll happen. But speaking of Maroon 5, going to see them next Wednesday, at the XL Center. It's as close as it's going to get for me. I was supposed to go, I think it was last year, they were supposed to come to the XL Center. Then they canceled because um, Adam got his wife pregnant again for a second time. Had their second daughter. So I'm like, oh man, they canceled it. But then they rescheduled. I was like, thank God. And thank God they rescheduled for the same, uh, the same state at least and the same venue, XL Center. So I'll be going to uh, see them for the first time ever. I mean, there was a time they were coming to um, Xfinity Theater, and it was in the during the, one of the summers. I had never been there, so I, and then I don't know what my my what I was thinking, but I was like, oh, they're coming to the Xfinity Theater. Like I knew they were coming, but I don't know. Somehow, I guess I wasn't like motivated or doing enough to try to get there. So this would be my first time seeing them. And then when I was in college, I bought a shirt um, that says. This girl loves Adam Levine with two thumbs pointing up at me. I bought that because I saw it on a Facebook ad. So I was like, oh, just, and it was cheap. I mean, I wouldn't go crazy buying something expensive off of Facebook. But so I bought that. So I'm going to wear that. I don't know. I mean, it may not still fit, but going to make it work. But I am prepared for this Maroon 5 concert. Been waiting on it. So I'm happy it's happening. 
and that should be fun. And let's see, speaking of music, the Carter Five finally came out last week on um, Lil Wayne's birthday. Technically, the day after his birthday, at midnight Friday, last Friday, yeah. It has more singing than I would like. I like when he's rapping. I like when the beats are like really hard. Some of them are, but this is like a really chill R&B-ish album, which I was not expecting. But definitely, I do like the songs that he like sings on the slow stuff, but I prefer the upbeat stuff. But definitely, it's not his best stuff to me. And I didn't know his daughter sings or had any musical talent, but she's really good. She sings on a song called Famous, and she's really good on that. And then he brought Ashanti on a song. I was very surprised about that. And Snoop Dogg is on a song. I think I think it's the same song, Snoop Dogg and... No, it's not. I feel like it's the same song, but maybe not. But yeah, I was surprised Snoop Dogg's on a song. And uh, Nivea. And Travis Scott is on a song. Nicki Minaj, of course. Surprised Drake wasn't, but eh, maybe in the future they'll be on another song together soon. But yeah, definitely like the album as a whole. I would listen. I wouldn't skip songs. I like every song. I just prefer the up. It. I didn't expect all so many slow songs on it. But I mean, he both of them work for him. The rapping and the singing. It seems to do well. I like it. <laughs> And, uh, let's see, Saturday, SNL premiered, new season. They did a lot with, uh, Pete Davidson, included him in, I think, almost every sketch they did. He's, um, Ariana Grande's fiancé, they're not married yet, that I know of, but, cause he's usually, he's been on the show for a while, and you see him in, I think, almost every episode, but he's only there for, like, couple minutes, couple seconds even sometimes, or one sketch and that's it. This one almost had him in like every sketch. I was like, okay, Pete Davidson, I don't know if it was Ariana's doing or he just, I don't know, maybe he said something, was like, can you put me in more stuff or something? But it was good to see. I think he's the youngest cast member too. And of course they mentioned, they were like, how's your summer? Because now he's engaged, and I mean, Mac Miller died, and that was Ariana's ex. They didn't mention that, but they're asking about his summer for a reason. People are giving him death threats, and um, he said he, well, yeah, they moved in together. That was news, too. And so, I mean, basically, it was like almost centered around him, and then. The musical guest, Kanye West, the um, host was Adam Driver. He was in Black Klansman and um, Star Wars. I don't know the title, but the newest Star Wars movie, Kylo Ren, he played. I didn't watch it. I saw the one um, with Donald Glover. That was the one I saw. And I saw Black Klansman that Adam Driver was in. But um, 
Kanye West. He performed um, I Love It with Little Pump. They were dressed as, um, well, Kanye was dressed as dressed up in a bottle. Like, I guess it was Perrier or something. Or it looked like some like sparkling water bottle. And I forgot what Little Pump was dressed up in. But they performed. Then he brought out Kid Cudi. And I saw Ty Dolla Sign was in the back playing the guitar. And um, he brought out Tiana Taylor. They performed a different song. These are all different songs they did. But towards the end, I guess he kept... Um, he like went rogue, basically. He was started going on a Trump um, rant with his, oh yeah, he wore his uh, Make America Great Again hat, gave it a little, his little speech as the credits were rolling for the show to be over, like, I guess, and then it, it didn't play the sound, they usually, like, play the background music as the show is ending, and, like, the guests are, like, um, the guests are talking to, the guests and the, um, musical, the host and musical guests are, like, shaking hands and hugging the, uh, SNL cast members, and you hear the music, this was, and the, while the credits are rolling, when Connie went on his little rant of whatever he was doing, even when he was still uh, singing a little, I think, there was no sound. And the credits were rolling, and the cast was just staring, at, like they had to stay there. They did not leave. So, or they weren't even like hugging each other or shaking hands with each other like they usually do. And I guess, so then, you know, you only have, it's only what? couple hours of a show like they def they have a definite time to be off the air so they ended up cutting off Kanye like the video because they weren't playing the audio either but I guess I read even this morning it was um, Kenan Thompson for some, he was interviewed by some I guess not magazine but public I guess magazine or publication website whatever that um, he got he said he ended up being able to leave like, or he left before Kanye started his rant. But that the rant was like, something like, oh, just because I don't, you don't agree with someone's policies, you can still, like, talk, socialize with them, talk with them, whatever. You don't have to isolate yourself from them or hate them. And then he mentioned, he's been talking to TM, um, not, not Keenan. But Kanye West, he's been talking to um, TMZ a lot. And he said he wanted to abolish the 13th Amendment. Which had abolished slavery. Then he said he misspoke. Said he meant to say that he wants to amend the amendment. And so people are on him about that. Was it Chris Evans? I think it is. Yeah, I was th I'm thinking Chris Pines, but it's Chris Evans. I guess when he, well, when the story broke or whatever, he um, was like the first celebrity to speak out about Kanye saying that he wanted to abolish it. And then Kanye was like, oh, no, I meant to say amend. But I'm like, you keep saying things and saying, I mean this. No, you're not understanding what I'm saying. I mean this. Like, get your thoughts together before you just start spewing out words. And then be open to listening to people. Because I was watching some of his stuff, some videos of him on TMZ yesterday. 
And they're really like short clips. It's like, it's like they're doing a documentary. But he was like, he came out of a restaurant and TMZ caught him. This was while they were, this was when he said like, oh no, I meant to say amend. And I forgot what TMZ, the, the um, photographer was asking him. He was like, see, you're not trying to, he was like, I'm not going to, Connie's like, I'm not going to let you something like, like make me basically make him look stupid on camera. Like he was telling the guy, I'm going to come back. He was like, I'm going to talk to Harvey tomorrow, which is like the, um, I don't know what his title, he's the boss at TMZ. I don't know what his real title is, but he is the boss of TMZ. He was like, I'm going to talk to Harvey tomorrow. He's like, I'm going to, he's like, you know, what? I'm going to get my thoughts together. Cause he wanted to make sure he was saying the right stuff, but it was like, you should have got your thoughts together before you said, before you even ever brought up the subject of the 13th amendment, like that you should have been, had your thoughts together or consulted. Well, I guess he does, con he does seem to consult people. He'll like post texts with people and be like, I spoke to so-and-so, this is our conversation. And even in the text, he'll be like, can I share this when he's talking to the person? I just think. And then he said in his, um, the little YouTube documentary thingy he did or interview he did with Charlemagne the God, he was like, he doesn't go to therapy, doesn't, wouldn't want to go to therapy. And I'm just like, and in my mind, my own personal opinion, based on the TMZ, um, interviews he's done, I'm like, you need to take that therapy, find somebody you trust. I mean, you know. There's so many therapists out there. You don't like them, try another. You don't like them, try another. You got the money. But I'm just like, you may need to take that therapy session because you're just, it's like you're just out in space, living in your own world and coming to tell everybody else who lives, you know, a daily routine of society, knows the norms of society and life and how to act, like have your opinions, whatever, but educate yourself to where you can say, oh, no, I'm, instead of saying, no, I'm right, even though you're wrong. And like, then you don't want to hear what other people have to say if they don't, or sometimes he wants to hear what people say if they don't agree with him. But then if they don't, it's like he's trying really hard to persuade you to believe his way. Like, he seems all over the place. Like, he's like, I'm going to get my words together and then I'll be back. He's like, you're not going to make me look like I don't know what I'm saying. He's like, I'm going to get the information and then get back to you. Like, you should have gotten the information before you said you wanted to abolish slavery. Then had to go back and say, oh, no, I meant to say amend. Like, what? Get it together. But, um... I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's like trying to say like he's trying to be a big activist or spark some big movement where he's like, oh, see, that's what I was trying to do. Show you guys that just because we're, you know, on opposite sides politically, we could still have conversations and debates and not hate each other is I think is his big message. He just doesn't know how to articulate what he is thinking that's what I think and therapy I think would help him do that because whoever he's talking to and screenshotting the text and all that stuff 
they're not really helping or telling him anything. Maybe they or they're telling him stuff and he's just not listening on his own part. So they can only they can only do so much. But I mean, therapy might change his whole perspective on life. But um I'm pretty sure there'll be more to come from Kanye. And then he's got his album coming. They announced it uh, coming on Black Friday, November 23rd. I hope it's good. Because of the way where his mindset is right now. Like, I like his older stuff than better than his current stuff. But that scoopity, what was it, Lift Yourself song? Scoopity poop, whoop diddy whoop. I like that song. I could listen to that song a couple times. And not get tired of it. Same with the I Love It song with Little Pump. But, I mean, I like his old stuff more. And if he put out an album like he has in the past, I would enjoy that. I just feel like I'm just hoping we're not getting some crazy, weird, out-of-the-box album from him. But we'll see. And then was it Kim? She tweeted about it saying like, oh, November 23rd is the um, the date for the album. She was like, you won't. She was like something. This would be worth the wait, I think she said. So I'm like, I hope so. I mean, who's to say what you like is what I'd like. But because uh, I mean, even with the way he's acting, she's not controlling him. I don't think she's telling him anything. But then I saw on the talk, like it was two yesterday or two days ago or something. They showed a clip of Keeping Up With The Kardashians and Kim was talking about how he was like going, Kanye was going crazy over a band-aid. Like she wanted, he wanted her, he wanted Kim to buy or find a skin color band-aid, like a, a band-aid that matches his skin color. Like she said in the video clip, Kim was telling him, Kim was talking to Chloe, telling her the story of Kanye and the band-aid incident or whatever. And she said that she told Kanye, well, their daughter North was wearing a, a Jesus Band-Aid. And that he said, you want me to walk around with a Jesus Band-Aid? Like, I don't know. Like, he was going crazy over a Band-Aid. So, I mean, I'm wondering. And this was before his whole, obviously before his whole hospitalization and all that stuff. Like, I'm wondering how she... Not seeing the signs is this band-aid story her first time seeing or thinking, hey, something is wrong with him? Like, is this, it took this long? Like, I don't know. I'm hoping that band-aid story made her see the light. She needs to help him or try attempt to help him. I'm, I know he won't take the help. Maybe if it's coming from his wife, I would hope. I mean, he's telling people not to talk about her in interviews, flipping out on Nick Cannon and, um... Even Tyrese, not Tyrese, Tyson Beckford, and who was it? Who was it? I feel like it was somebody else. But I know it was Nick Cannon. Telling them not to speak about his wife in interviews. All this stuff. Like, I don't know if... I'm wondering what Kim is thinking. Like, someone needs to interview her, too. I feel like Kanye needs some therapy... And I want, personally, I want to see Kim get interviewed about Kanye, about his personal headspace, not, oh, what's his album like and 
how's the kids and all that. No, no, no. I want to know what she thinks about Kanye's mental state. And then I'm wondering if Kanye, if she says something that's like, oh, I'm worried about him or whatever, but I can't control him. Because that's what I feel like she's thinking or what's actually going on. And then if he were to watch it, if they did it on video or did it just audio and Kanye were to watch it or hear it, whatever, would he be like, I'm going to try therapy for my wife? That would be good. But I don't see that happening. Or maybe if it did, it wouldn't happen for a very, very long time. It's like no one is controlling Kanye. No one's telling him. Well, people are telling him. I mean, John Legend did it. But like he doesn't want, he's not hearing it. He's going to do what he wants to do, which is what anybody would do, what they want. But I mean, he's just on another level with it. But I mean, we'll see. And what else? Went to U my first Yukon uh, football game Saturday. Yeah. I've been to the basketball game, never been to the football game. So went to that. My job had some tickets. Didn't have anything else planned. Went to go do that. They lost, but it was fun. It was nice. Their band was nice. Their music was on point. They were playing some, I was surprised. They were playing some Little Wayne. They played some uh, Ariana Grande. I was like, okay. Somebody had some ideas to, to bring some current music to the scene. <laughs> but um, they were really good. And thank God it didn't rain. Nothing like that. We were outside. Had good seats. Could see everything. Took some pictures some video. And ate some food, of course. Got a giant um, Yukon Huskies cup that's reusable. That's my little souvenir. And hopefully you want to go back. Definitely go to another game. That was fun. And let's see, I was an extra in a Christmas movie filming in Wethersfield. Still is filming in Wethersfield. I think today's the last day for it. It's called Christmas on Honeysuckle Lane. Going to be on the Hallmark Channel November 19th at 9 p.m. So I currently do not have cable, so I'm going to try to go to somebody's house and watch it. It is on a Monday, so I mean, we'll see. Have a little watch party. I was right behind the actors as an extra, so I'm like, I'm definitely in one of these scenes, depending on whatever they cut and keep. I'm definitely, I should definitely be seen in there. And they weren't blocking me either, so. Hopefully. Did a good, I mean, we had to pretend to be excited. The scene I was in was for um, a snowman contest. So you had the two lead actors who were adults. And then it was a bunch of little kids in groups, maybe, I think it was three groups of little kids. And then it was a group of like teenagers, maybe 12 or 13. But, um, so yeah, we're cheering on, there's like multiple snowman groups so we can look either direction at each snowman. We could glance over at each snowman and be like, oh, look at that one. Oh, that one. So there were times where we had to speak and be like, oh yeah, go, go, go. Cause they're building the snowman's competition. And then there were times where they were like, okay, now you're pandemiming, which is you're cheering, but you're not making sounds. So we had to do that. And then they had their um, stand-ins for the actors. 
So we were there standing up for a while because they would switch the stand-ins and then bring in the real actors. Then we had to chant with noise and then chant without noise. And then with the snowmen, there are styrofoam balls and they stuck sticks. Like you have the first, the base of the snowman. They stuck a stick in the middle, put the second snowball on top of that, and then stuck another stick, like say on the side of the middle one, to put the head on. So we had to, they did that already, but I think for the snowman, for the actors, we saw them build that one. And then for the snowman, for the kids' groups, they were already built and in place. And for the snow already on the ground, there was like some plastic covering over the grass or whatever was there. Then it was um, cut up paper, like really tiny little pieces of paper just thrown about on the plastic. And then they sprayed it with water so it would like stick together. So when you step on it, that stuff really sticks. Like there's some, like I'm on my couch right now in my living room. My shoes are by the door. The shoes I wore for the, um, the movie, I guess, whatever. Yeah. I was going to say the scene, but that I wore for the movie are right by my door. I'm looking at them right now and the edges of them still have that fake snow on them. So that stuff was really sticky. And then I'd never seen the girl who's the lead actress. Her name's Alicia Witt. I guess she acted on Nashville, which I know of, but I never watched it. But the actor, I've never seen the shows he's in, but I know the commercial he's in instantly when I saw him. He's the Maytag man who pretends to be like the refrigerator and the washing machine. So I was like, oh my God, it's the Maytag guy. His name's uh, Colin Ferguson. And they were telling us, um, like way at the beginning, before we stepped, we had to go into the um, Keeney Memorial Center in Weathersfield, well, old Weathersfield. And like, and they told us ahead of time with, through email and all that. They were like, bring a, it's a winter scene. They were like, bring your own makeup, ladies, not the guys. But they're like, bring your own makeup. Depending on the weather, bring some tissue to like, you know, blot it and all that stuff from sweat and you might have to reapply it. But they were saying, bring winter clothes and bring a couple winter clothes outfits because they're going to pick what they want you to wear. And they even had a wardrobe section that was like, I didn't have to go there, so I didn't see it. But I guess I don't know how much how big of a selection they had in their wardrobe, but like some people had to like take their hats from their wardrobe or their scarf, whatever. So I brought like a bunch of little, I didn't bring, they said a bag. So I was like, okay, let me find like a big bag first of all, cause I'm bringing coats. So I brought like my brown North face and I had um, my black pea coat. And then I had a brown, my brown North face hat and then a brown scarf. And then I brought my brown moccasins just in case. And then I have these suede black boots, which are the ones I ended up wearing that have the snow still on them. But, um, so yeah, did that. And then I brought a black hat to match the pea coat. So brought all that. And then I brought a couple different, um, colors of long sleeve shirts. So I then they were like, oh, we're in the Keeney Center and there's tables. So like everybody lay your clothes out, your, um, options of clothes on the table. Did that. And they picked, they wanted me to wear the pea coat. And I was already wearing some blue jeans, already wearing the suede black boots and the black hat. And then surprisingly to me, 
my brown scarf, which is like, um, like a plaid scarf. So it has like a red line in it, a beige line in it, and I think a black line in it. I felt a little mismatch. So with the black, with the, um, the black peacoat and the brown scarf, I was like, okay, if you say so. And then they told us to bring gloves too. So I brought, I had some gray gloves and I wore those. I just felt like really mismatched. Like I was like, okay. But I guess they knew what they were doing and I had my black hat. And luckily it wasn't too hot because we had to stay in, once we had to leave the Keeney Center, we went to, I think it's the Comstock building. We waited inside there. They split us into two groups. The first group went out. My group was still in the Keeney Center. Then my group went to the Comstock building, which was across the street with our, while wearing the winter clothes we were going to be in, in the movie. So luckily it wasn't too hot and we were just waiting in there. They had snacks and all that stuff. And then when we had lunch, they had like a nice little buffet-ish thing. So, but that lunch was a little after we went to the Comstock room. So we're waiting in that building, just being bored because they're filming right outside the building. So we couldn't talk too much, but we had to whisper if we did. And then... We were able, I was like, oh, do we, you know, have time, do I have time to go back to the other building before my group goes on camera? They're like, yeah, you have time. So went back, got some snacks, then went back to the other room outside of where they were shooting. That's when I got extremely hot. The sun had came out. I was like, oh man, I'm sweating. But I mean, I couldn't change. It, it is what it is. So I went back in the building. We still had to wait after I went to get a snack and go back. We still were waiting a long time. Then we finally got called in. We all had to stand and they positioned us where they wanted us. And we stood in like a circle around like the snow for them to do their little snowman contest or whatever. So that was fun. That was when it got fun because it was like, okay, now we're finally doing something. Instead of just sitting down, staring at each other being silent and whispering if we wanted to speak but that was fun and then Laura Layton who played Hannah's mother on Pretty Little Liars she's also in the movie and as we broke for lunch we had to go back across the street to the Keeney Center I passed her walking and I was like oh my god that's her I was hoping she would be in our scene and then afterwards when we were done I could take a picture with her but that didn't happen but she was being interviewed. I don't know if that was like part of the movie. I'm guessing she's in the movie, so I don't know what it was for. But she was being interviewed like like a few ways down from us while we were still shooting. So I don't know what that was about. But she's also in the movie. And the lead actress, her name's um, Alicia Witt. Her parents were in the movie as extras too. They were on my, a little, a few people down from me but they were on my left. And then some of the kids, I guess, they're Wethersfield residents because they are not actors. Like they were in my group at the Keeney Center. And then people, they were in the first group from the Keeney Center. And then you had some um, SAG Awards actors there, which I wasn't expecting. I just thought everybody was like, it was everyone's first time. And I met up with, um, Two, two ladies that had been in the 
Christmas movie that filmed in New Britain with Mario Lopez and um, Melissa Joan Hart. And they were saying, well, one of them had said that they didn't really talk to the extras or anybody. They like, you know, shot their scene and went about their own way, whatever. But these two actors that were with us, very chatty. Like they told us, the, um, the crew told us in the beginning, they're like, so you guys can be extras, da da da. You're doing this, do telling us instructions and all that. And they're like, don't bother the actors. You know, they're learning their lines. They're busy, da da da, whatever. But they were talking to us. We didn't initiate the conversation. They were like, oh, you know. I don't, they were like making a lot of jokes with each other. And then they would turn around and look at us. And then having like full on conversations with us about Weathersfield and all that. And Christmas and the movie. Where they're from. Well, one guy, the guy said where he was from. He's from Canada. Which I was like, oh, okay. But like he was really chat. And they're like really silly and goofy, like. The girl, she had us on her Instagram live, and there were people, just regular residential residents or even Connecticut residents, they were able to watch us film, so they were taking our pictures and videos, and they got to take pictures with the lead actor and actress. Finally, after we were done, I got my pictures in, got to take a picture with the lead actor and actress. That was fun. And uh, so, yeah, I was there at, had to be there at 6 a.m., and then I left at 6.30 at night, so, I mean, there were times where it was boring, but then I definitely had fun, for sure. The waiting was boring, but once we actually got out there, had to actually do stuff, act, that was fun. And I know they told one guy, he said he had done, he was an extra before, not in the New Britain movie, but something else, and he said how, um, well, no, he was talking about that, but, like, it was one of the crew guys went over to him and was like, I see what you're doing, you're good. He was like, but he was like, tone it down a little, you're overacting. In my head, I just was cracking up, like, oh my gosh. Because he was cheering like he was at a football game. He was going a little extra bored. Like, he was crouched down, like he was almost about to, like, step into the scene. Like, like it was, well, like, we were in the scene, but it was like, we were behind them, so it was almost like he was going to step on the side of the lead actors. So that was funny when the guy came over to him and was like, okay, you're a little overdoing it. And then a lot of people in there cheering, they were like fist bumping, like swinging their arms in a circle up in the air. And I guess it was too many of us doing that. And then for too long, they were like, switch your hand movements. You can clap, you can, you know, pretend to yell because some parts we had to be silent but cheering. And then other times we could actually be vocal. So they were like, I don't know, I guess one of them was like, one of the people from the production was behind us at the time during one of the scenes. And then all of a sudden she's like, so she's like, my extras, you guys, she's like, we don't have to all do the hand movement, <laughs> the fist bump. And it, cause it, it was a lot of us doing that. And it was as if we were like, it reminded me of the Jersey Shore, like we were at a rave or something. So that was funny. And let's see what else. Oh yeah, one guy tried to sneak on. We saw, it was like me and another guy next to me. He, uh, we both saw the guy. Like, he came on to the set. Like, I mean, there was no, like, thing blocking the set. Like, if you walked on, they, someone would just have to be like, what are you doing? Step back. 
Like there was no like nobody blocking the way for you to get on there if you really wanted to charge the set. So he like snuck his way on as an extra like on the side of me. And then it turned out one of the crew members saw him and was like, um, excuse me, I'm going to have to ask you to leave out. And I don't know what he said. He was just like pretending like he didn't know what he was doing or he didn't know they were shooting, whatever. And then there was one guy, he came out of nowhere. He was just walking. He was like in a business suit, walking, trying to go in the building we were filming at. And then they had to stop him. And he was like, oh, I can't go through. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, you don't see these cameras here? There's a couple of them. But I don't know. So that was funny. And then there was a car, which wasn't funny, but there was a car accident. And we had to wait for that to be cleared up. I guess one of the cars got towed. The car that got hit got towed. It was, uh, I think the car in front of it, it was slowing down to watch us film. And they weren't, neither one was speeding. But the car behind it was going at a slow pace. All of a sudden you hear boom. It was almost, it only, if when I heard it, it felt like, like somebody like dropped some sort of equipment that was for filming. So it didn't sound like too intense. But the hood of their car was folded like a tent. And they were sitting there for a long time. I think it was like an older guy in the front car. And then the car that got hit, it was like two young guys. Well, like, neither one was speeding, but the first car was definitely going too slow. And and then the cops came without their sirens making sounds. So I was like, oh, that's good. They know, clearly they know we're filming, trying to be respectful. And then the fire department came, or fire truck came, ambulance came. I mean, yeah, it was cop and ambulance, and then the tow truck. But then before the crash, two... Um, fire trucks came with their sirens on so we had to wait for them to pass then there was a car but the engine was like really loud and it was at a light a red light or stop sign whatever and it was sitting there for the longest time we had to wait for them to pass but i mean it was crazy but i had a good time it was fun really fun and maybe i'll do it again now that i i mean i know what to expect long waits you know you never know how things are gonna go but definitely had a good time. Can't wait to watch the movie. Never been to a movie before. Never been an extra for anything. No TV shows. No nothing. But hopefully did a good enough job. <laughs> and um, let's see what else is happening. Yeah, Weathersfield's going to have their first escape room on the Celestine Highway. So I'm going to do a story on that next Friday. Yeah, not this week next Friday and hopefully that goes well and I think that's it so peace out and see you when I see you <laughs> you'll hear me when you hear me